Hello and welcome back to another series and another episode of Talking Terror. I'm John Morrison. Welcome back. We hope we haven't you haven't missed us too much, uh, and we hope that you've been listening to our previous episodes again and again and again. Uh, just a few little changes from last series. We're no longer based at the University of East London anymore. I've since moved to the great Royal Holloway University of London, and we're actually launching a new master's in terrorism and counterterrorism studies. Um, starting in September 2019, so if you or anyone you know would be interested in doing that, Masters, be sure to come along, be sure to check us out, and you can find out all information on rhul.ac.uk. If you're listening to this uh, before March 13th or March 20th, we have open evenings in our Egham and our Central London campuses, and uh, we can answer any and all of your questions then. Also, we're delighted to announce that this series is sponsored by IB Taurus, an imprint of Bloomsbury Publishing. Listen out in future episodes and follow our Twitter feed at terror underscore podcast to hear about how you can get really significant discounts on the books by IB Taurus. Some great books out there by Peter Newman, uh, Anthony Richards and others. And also, if you have that terrorism or counterterrorism book that you are considering uh, writing and you're wanting to know where to publish it, look no further than IB Taurus. They have a great team there, led by Joe Godfrey, who will be able to to lead you along the way and to be able to you'll be producing a, an excellent book on uh, with them, I am sure. But on with today's episode. It is my great pleasure to welcome on today's episode Sinead O'Shea, the director and the writer of A Mother Brings Her Son to Get Shot. It's a documentary um, that was that was released in September 2019, but we still have screenings of it going on. And for those of you who are in London or in or around the London area, there is a screening on March 13th, isn't it, Sinead? March 13th in the Curzon Cinema in London. So there's still some tickets available. So be sure to uh, be sure to go and buy some and and see what what Sinead found within her documentary. We're not going to be giving it all away on today's episode, but I think it's a really worthwhile uh, topic to talk about. So um, Sinead, welcome on to today's episode. And thank you so much for being the first guest on Series 2 of talking terror so it's it's quite a dramatic title that uh, that you've got for your documentary could you explain the origins of this and and the origins of the title are also the origins of the documentary i feel
So who? So, oh, no, no. It makes it makes perfect sense. But and who are we talking about when we're we're? You're mentioned there the mediators between the shooters. Who are these shooters? Um, and how do they claim uh, legitimacy? How do they claim um, this this power to to carry out this this just the, what they call justice within this these communities? Yeah, yeah. So, and what kind of crimes are they saying that they're they're trying to tackle with these these punishment attacks, with these punishment shootings and the punishment beatings as well? Um, who's been targeted within these communities?
And you've mentioned the, the role of the community um, a number of times. What kind of reaction um, is there within the communities? Did you find during those, those years that you were researching and that you were making this documentary, what kind of reaction is there within the communities to these, uh, these forms of attacks? Is there, is there support within them? Uh, and for like we've got an international listenership here um on the on talking terror and so f- for those who aren't hugely familiar with uh with northern ireland why within this specific community within the republic communities is there that this distrust for the police um and why is it still going on because a lot of people would say oh well there's peace in northern ireland now it's uh, the good friday agreement has been passed and didn't think any of this was going on anymore
Yeah, and I, I suppose if you're if you're talking about uh, this trust and this uh, this long process to to get uh, to establish this trust. If we listen to the to the comments from the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland, Karen Bradley, over the yeah, the, these kind of comments really set back that process of regaining the trust, and it's. Uh, Oh, completely. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. So, within the documentary, how did you, like, when we're talking about that process of a mother bringing her son to get shot, did you get an understanding of what led to that final decision, that this was the only way to do it? What was the psychology, like, how could a mother bring herself to think, okay, this is this is what I'm going to have to do. I, it's not just in relation to the pressure from the external groups, but what was how was it for her? How did she uh, come to, to to that decision, and how did she grapple with it as well?
And how about the, the son himself? What was his reaction in, in relation to this? And his, um, how did, did it affect the relationship between mother and son at all? So do you feel that these these uh, paramilitary groups like were they were in control of these communities? Did you feel that uh, that they did have an overall control control there? Yeah, no, it makes complete sense. And that 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 issue of voting against Sinn Féin as well, we, we've heard about this distrust of the, um, of the PSNI, of the Police Service of Northern Ireland. Did you get a sense that in some elements there, there was also a distrust of Sinn Féin then? And while they would uh, be seen as, they are the major Republican Party and have the, the support 
of the largest proportion of Republican and uh, the Republican and nationalist community there. But do you feel that there are elements of these communities who feel left behind by Sinn Féin as well? You're completely right. And this is something that in recent months and I've heard as well, I've been from people who I've been talking to this issue of the trauma, this issue of these heightened uh, rates of suicide, these heightened uh, levels of suicide. Um, and it's something, yeah, you're right. It's not getting reported on. And But do, did you find that there was what form of support was being given within the communities if any um for these for this trauma for this ptsd and so on mm-hmm.
Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And it is one of the most important um, parts of a post-conflict process. And that's what we're going through. And it's it has to be taken seriously. It has to be the the psychological well-being of the communities is is just so important. Um, and yeah, it, it's not just about getting it reported on, but getting that support in place. And yes, there are there are there's some excellent community workers there and there's some excellent people working in this and some really good initiatives, but there really needs to be attention kept on it and um, and that support maintained and extended in some places as well. One thing you mentioned at the beginning that might be a bit surprising um, to, to some listeners is this element of humour um, when we're talking about issues like this. Um, and it's you can see it in, uh, in I think it was the RTE review of, of the documentary as well, it's, uh, showing surprise about the humour that was within the documentary. In what way did this humour, like what type of humour are we talking about here um, on such a dark subject?
<laughs> it's a it's a, a fascinating element uh, that you you wouldn't quite expect uh, from from a documentary like this but yeah it's it yeah. <laughs> no uh. <laughs> yeah. but like yeah it's a I, I, I can imagine that that shock in in Denmark or or wherever in comparison to Belfast. Actually, actually, what's the? Yeah. 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 Maybe we've got a shared sense of humor with the with the poles and the hook. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Actually, what was the reaction like? What's the reaction been like in Derry, where this this documentary is based? Has that been different, say, than what you'd have in Belfast? Yeah, I suppose when when we have that situation in the movie where a person has been been punished for for speaking out in social media, this they, it, people I suppose might be wary about speaking out in in that community publicly as well. Oh. 
Ja. You, moving away from the reactions for a bit, you mentioned about the mediators uh, a lot um, already. What role do they play, and how are how are they approaching the these mediations um, within where, where between the these groups and the and the potential victims and the, their families? Yes. So, what approach are the mediators taking, and are they are they actually? Are the, are you did you see any success from the the mediators as well? And I suppose going back to a theme when we were talking about the PSNI and so on, for these mediators, if they are to be successful, they, they have to ha- have that trust, that trust of the community and the trust on, on all sides as well, if they're, if they're to be able to be successful in these, in these mediations as well. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So you mentioned at the beginning as well, there's a range of different punishments, a different variety. So what are we we're talking? We've got the, obviously the shootings here. We've got the threats that are... It. and it's it's a hugely uh, when you talk about issues like those um retrospective sexual abuse cases you've got obviously during the troubles you had situations like that as well and you had the horrific situation that someone like Maria Cahill went through as well um at the, it, this was in relation relation to her abuse in by the provisionals uh, and the 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 way they took on um they purported to take on the the role of the the justice process as well and so it's yeah, it's it's a hugely difficult topic to deal with and a hugely difficult topic to discuss, and uh, but needs to be taken seriously when we see the these organisations taking the the law into their own hands in in that regard as well. I suppose it's um, while we we do have the humour in that regard in the regard to what was being talked about earlier, it it is still a when you're dealing with topics like that a hugely hugely serious topic to discuss. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got the screening in the Curzon on Wednesday, the 13th of March. Are there any further screenings that where people can find them both either within the UK and Ireland or elsewhere? Or is that currently in discussions? Oh, hugely, definitely, definitely. And what's next for you? Are you going to? All right, do you have a future? Another documentary in the pipeline? You talked about going to Rwanda. There is that a documentary?
Oh, it's a busy time for you by the sounds of it, I know. Brilliant. Well, congrats on the, the movie. That's, uh, a mother brings her son to get shot. And as, I, as we've been saying, it's a, there's a screening in the Curzon Cinema in London on March 13th. So be sure to uh, go along and find out. I'm sure tickets are available on the website, on the Curzon website, I'm sure. Yeah. Very good. Well, Sinead, thank you so much um, for being on today's episode. Uh, if you want to find out more details about future episodes, be sure to follow us on Twitter at terror underscore podcast or follow me individually at Morrison underscore JF. And uh, yeah, so thank you to Sinead and thank you to IB Taurus for their sponsorship of this episode. Uh, this podcast series and uh, we'll talk to you all soon actually if any of you are interested in reading some academic work about these um, these forms of this these forms of violence and um, be sure to check out the work of Andrew Silk and others who have written extensively on this topic as well so until next time thank you and goodbye <laughs>